Feel Goodery is recorded in front of a live studio dog. Welcome to Feel Goodery, a place where we take the sore spots and the cringe and the bloat, anything that has the potential to make us feel like crap, it's fair game, so we can let the air out of it and make it a little gooder. I'm Kyle Buchanan, I am so happy you're here, because today we're talking about change and identity and careers and all that fun stuff. Second sparkle coming up, here we go. Hello, my friend. I hope you're having a fantastic day so far. It's always funny when I start out each new episode. I It takes sort of a running start because I record the intros live, so I don't have any pre-records. That's probably not the most efficient thing for me because, you know, each time I, I record the intros live, which you would think would be uh, smooth sailing at this point, but I'm not 100% used to hearing my own voice, and I know why would I host a podcast if I hate my voice, but we all hate our own voices. So each time, I don't hate it. I, I show it love, but it's weird hearing your own voice. So every time that I start, you know, Feel Goodery is recorded in front of a live studio dog, that takes me a couple takes because each time, the first hearing of my voice is a little bit jarring. So I... I don't like it and then I start over and it's getting it's getting better but you should have seen that first episode hearing your own voice as you're recording it is a it is a weird thing so all this to say it it when I say hello and you know I get through the intro and hello my friend I'm I'm into it by the time I you know by the time we're in this point but it's still a weird thing it's sort of like a a running start to this I'm also a little bit jet lagged from the time change still the the time change was last week but that for when we fall what is it fall back when we fall back and the sun is setting at 5 p.m. it takes us a second to adjust how are you adjusting are you exhausted by 6 p.m. are you going to bed at 8 p.m. how is that looking for you for me uh when the clocks changed i actually marks away right now which means that I can wake up when I want to wake up, which is actually like 5 a.m. I feel the best, and I'll get into that. Uh, but when the clocks changed, I ended up going to bed at the same time so that my 5 a.m., like I went to bed at 8, 8 p.m. with the time change, which was normally like my uh, 9 o'clock, biologically speaking. My, my body was used to falling asleep at 9 o'clock, but I was falling asleep at 8 o'clock. Wow, riveting content. Falling asleep at 8 o'clock, but that meant I would wake up at 5 a.m., and it actually felt like 6 a.m. So it kind of felt like this bonus hour in the morning, uh, which I really liked. When Mark is home, I compromise because I'm the better person. No, we both compromise. Uh, he wants to get up at 8. I want to get up at 5. So I wake up at 6 or 6.30, uh, which I know it, sound, it sounds a little intense. But when I wake up past 7.30 a.m., I feel like the day is wasted. Especially if I wake up after 8 a.m., I feel like I might as well stay in bed until the next day because the day the day is gone. I know it's ridiculous. But in all honesty, my best days, my most calm days, my most productive days are the days when I get up at 5 a.m. And I think one of the reasons is that a lot of other people are still sleeping and energetically, it feels a little calmer. Especially because I live, you know, right downtown in a condo. That's a lot of people below me and above me. And that's a lot of a lot of collective energy around 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. when everyone is starting that hustle. So the reason I like 5 a.m. is that it's my time. It's my quiet time. Between like 5 to 7 a.m. where I, I get grounded, I watch my show, I have my coffee, uh, I hear my own thoughts, and I just feel the most confident. 
it's gotten the ma- this magic time. But that that's me. Maybe you? I'm not sure. Are you a morning person? If so, I am with you in spirit each morning. So today, I wanted to talk about something a little bit different, but still relevant to the show. Because as you know, you know, on Feel Goodery, we talk about the messy, we talk about the awkward, the the harder parts of being a grown-up, because it can be a real bitch. And one of the trickier parts, I think, of being a grown-up is navigating change in front of other people. And change can mean a lot of different things, but in today's case, I'm narrowing in on either changing careers or starting a side hustle or a side dream, but are feeling apprehensive or are feeling uh, self-doubty or are afraid of what other people might think. That big one. And I say this whole thing, this episode, with some experience, more experience than some, but of course, way less experience than others. But from, from my own experience, I know that this sort of change can be a difficult thing to navigate sometimes. And it can be challenging and scary because it brings part of your identity into things. And not that your job is your entire identity, and I do want to recognize that point, but it's part of your identity. And this sort of change can be vulnerable and it can feel fragile. So a little backstory for those who don't know, my main thing before this podcast, before the show, before this nutrition and kind of health world and speaking thing was acting for a good, you know, seven to eight, maybe nine years total. I made a living, my living as an actor, which is what I wanted to do since I was a kid. You know, I, in my, in my grade eight yearbook, I wrote that I was going to be an actor when I grew up. And you know that when you write something in a grade eight yearbook, it's essentially signing a contract with your own blood. So my identity for a long time was that. And then I started getting burned out. I didn't love auditioning, which is just constant, constant rejection. And I was getting really sick and tired of the egos uh, in the industry. I have a big pet peeve for people who have like an obvious large ego that they're swinging around, different than confidence, um, just an ego uh, arrogance to them, can't stand it. And it it is rampant in that industry. And I knew I wanted a change. I knew I wanted to maybe leave it, but it was a good chunk of time before I was willing to admit that out loud. Because if I wasn't acting anymore, would that look like defeat to other people? Would it look like I gave up? or that I couldn't cut it? Would people think moving forward that any job I did after that would be my second choice and I was settling because I did make acting my thing for so long? It was this long list of questions that largely, as you hear, was dependent on everyone else's opinion of me and not what was actually going to make me happy. But we'll we'll get into that concept in a little bit. So, I took a step back when I was finally ready to admit it to everyone. Uh, My agent gave me a hard time. And she she actually, uh, she challenged me and I stayed in it for another six miserable months. And then finally said, no, I'm standing my ground. And I I took a step back from the acting industry. And then I went back to school to, to study nutrition. And then after graduation, I went full clinical. I went to work in a clinic and started seeing clients there. And if I'm being honest... I did that because I wanted people to think highly of what I was doing. You get so many mixed responses when you tell people you're an actor, which if you are an actor, you know that 
feeling well, what people say, oh, what are you working on? Or it's, it's this whole thing and it creates sort of a complex. But with that, if I worked in a clinic, that meant people would be impressed. And it's ridiculous, I know, but I'm just full honesty here. And again, it's clear that the validation of what I was doing was based on other people's approval. And from there, as I was working in the clinic, I got asked to come back into the acting industry. And at that point, by that point, you know, I had enough space and rest that I thought it would be fun to get back into it because I do like it. it it's fun to act. And so I did get back into it with the joy that I once had with it. So I had both things in my life, my nutritional practice and the acting thing, and both were working. I was like so many people in my generation, uh, I became like a multi-hyphenate where you do multiple things. But even with that, when that was going on, uh, I wasn't sure what career or, you know, quote unquote identity I wanted people to associate me with. So much so that when I got asked years back to come on the morning show and do a segment on nutrition, I declined because I was afraid that if casting directors saw me on TV talking nutrition as myself, they would think I was less interested or not as serious about the acting thing and bring me in less. So, which is ridiculous. So I had a couple years kind of just separating both and I wasn't really public about either. I was just kind of doing both. And then it wasn't until I did this talk at this conference, the this actor conference, which is the actors union uh, here in Ontario uh, that I, or Canada, that I realized I sort of like talking in front of other people about this wellness stuff. And so I reached out uh, to the morning show years later, this is years later, and asked if uh, I could come on and do a segment. And then I did. And the rest kind of snowballed from there. So I was actively doing both. And while doing both, I was caring a little bit less about what people thought of what I was doing. And then almost because of that, uh, things got busier <laughs> in both departments. And then I also got more involved uh, on the business corporate side of this meal prep company I was working with, which also brought up more identity questions about if I wanted the corporate world. And now we're, as you know, we're in this podcast land this year and I'm airing out all my stuff. So it's a bit of a juggling act, if I'm honest. And uh, I've had to take a bit of a hiatus from the acting thing for right now because there's just so many hours in the day. And I say this whole story, this trajectory, not to brag truly and not to toot my own horn. It, it's, I swear it's not a, I don't know how she does it moment because gross. Um, it's not that, I promise. But I say this story to point out that all of those changes and those new roles or identities I had, all of those changes, each one, it did not come easily. And each change was loaded with doubt and apprehension. So if you are considering a change, Maybe you want to look for a different job or change careers completely and go back to school. Or if there's this hobby that you have that you like and you feel like you could make it more than a hobby and maybe make some money at it. If you're considering that change, but you aren't doing anything about it yet because you feel that fear or apprehension or doubt, I know exactly what that is like. And I just want to lay some things out on the table to keep in mind. Because that cringe factor you're feeling, you're not alone in that. But it's also a reason not to go for it. It's also a reason not, it's also a reason, it's, wait, wait, let me say this. It's also a reason 
to not go for it. It's also not a reason to not go for it. We got there. It's not a real motivation, real solid motivational tip there. It's also not a reason to not go for it. So let's get into it. Here are some things to keep in mind if you're thinking about making a change. Thing number one, it is not a sign of defeat if you change careers or start a side hustle. It's really easy to think that if you're changing careers or going back to school or starting a side gig, that other people might see it as a sign of defeat or that things aren't going well for you or, uh, this is a big one on social media, that things haven't been as good as maybe you've been letting on. But really, that's all bullcrap because the truth is, Things are way different now than they were 50 years ago or even 20 years ago. It's not the norm anymore to have one job your entire life. And we collectively know this now. The norm has changed. It's incredibly common to change jobs or to have a side hustle. And in fact, it's now a sign of being successful if you're a multi-hyphenate with the little asterisk that as long as you're not burning yourself out, of course. But if you do this and that, amazing. Corporate by day and building a a perfume empire by night, incredible. The truth is, you changing careers or going back to school or starting that side gig, that's not a sign of defeat. That's a sign of confidence. It's showing the world that you are brave enough to make a change and brave enough to go after what you want. And the truth is, though it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks, and we'll get into that, I guarantee most people are going to look at you with admiration and maybe even a little bit of jealousy seeing you take the steps that they wish they were taking as well. Thing number two. Thing number two. I decided thing as opposed to tip because these really aren't tips. They're just things to consider. Things. Thing. This is a good day. Thing number two. No one cares about what you're doing. This is a big one and a lesson most of us need to hear over and over and over again. You are the one who cares about what you're doing. Everyone else is more concerned with themselves than they are about you. And yes, we we make small talk with people, right? And we ask each other what the other person is up to. But the cold hard truth is, as you are talking about what you've been up to, the other person is being polite and listening, but not really that invested because either they're reflecting on what they've just said or are mentally prepping themselves to tell you about what they're doing. And this isn't to make you feel less important. This isn't to be cynical because you are important. This point that no one cares about what you're doing is to make you feel empowered. Don't be afraid of what other people will think because the truth is the only thing people are thinking about is themselves. You've got free reign. You can do whatever you want in your magical little force field, really. You can make the bold steps that will better your life. And the world outside this force field will carry on one way or another with people focusing on themselves. Now, of course, the caveat to this point is that your nearest and dearest, your family, your your close friends, your, your kids, your dogs, of course, your cats, of course, they care about what you're doing. And With that, if you're changing your life for the better and taking bold steps for yourself, well, that's a huge benefit to them as well. So hopefully they're as excited as you are. But don't let the idea of what other people think stop you from making a change because what other people think is about themselves. All right, 
Thing number three. If you're saying goodbye to something now, it doesn't mean you won't be saying hello again. It's really easy to think in black and white that if you quit something today, it's gone forever. It's actually pretty dramatic when you think about it. But life is fluid. And if you recognize that just because you're saying goodbye to something now doesn't mean it's goodbye forever, sometimes that recognition, that recognition alone can make it easier to start something new. And you also don't know how your skill set that you've acquired this far is going to come into your life down the line. You know, for example, in what I do uh, on the morning show, I talk about nutrition, which is my in my timeline, my newer career. But it also draws upon my skill set from my early acting days and improv days because it's live TV and, you know, it's it's banter and back and forth and anything can happen. It's melded both molded melded it it's molded both skill sets and it's the same for you you don't know if your accounting knowledge might come in real handy for when you're taking your hobby candle company public so don't discount what you've done up until this point it wasn't a waste of time you didn't get off track which is something we can easily think about ourselves it's all serving a bigger thing for yourself and remember it's not goodbye necessarily It's just a puzzle piece that'll all make sense in the end when the puzzles come together. Moving on, thing number four to keep in mind, everything becomes a memory anyway. This reminder is for those days when you feel like there's too big of a hill to climb, when you don't want to start from scratch, when you feel like you're back in grade one, when there's so much to learn and so much new things you have to do for this new change. For all the days that are not glamorous and are just boring and tedious, hard work and long hours, remember that this day, like every other day, will just become a memory. It'll all be over at some point and you'll be looking back at it. And from that vantage point, you're sort of living in a memory right now. And with that, just humor me for like one second. If you will, visualize. Imagine yourself as your future self, the one who's accomplished the change, the big things. So as your future self, put yourself there, look back on this day, today, which is now a memory for your future self. Look back on this day as the day that you put in the work. You took things step by step. You did the grind. You powered through, and it led you to the good stuff that your future self, that you're visualizing, is benefiting from in this moment. So don't let the hard stuff, the the start from scratch thing, stop you from starting. Because here's the thing, one way or another, whether you do the work or you quit because it was too hard, one way or another, it'll become a memory. So hopefully, it'll be the memory of you putting in the work that ended up paying out for your solid future. Thing number five, good things come when you trust your gut. I always like reading autobiographies or listening to people on podcasts who have these big companies or they've accomplished these big things and have accomplished their dreams. And it's really impressive. And I like listening to them because what a lot of them say when asked about what they've learned or mistakes they wish they would have only made once, that answer a lot of the time is that the best stuff started happening when they started listening and trusting their gut. And 
it's we hear this it's this kind of like life lesson we hear a lot about but don't always apply to ourselves because it can be a scary thing to, to listen to our gut and trust our gut and take action from it but it's really true and i do believe that if you're coming from a place of love rather than fear if you're coming from a place of love and trusting your gut and taking the actions you know you need to take i truly believe that that's when the good things start coming and things start falling more easily into place. And that sound means it is time for today's feel-good thing, which are little weird things that make us feel good, that deserve a spot in the momentary spotlight so that we can train our brains to start seeking out the good more often than not, because our brains are real good at finding the bad. Today's feel-good thing, hear me out, Today's feel-good thing is the first pee of the morning. And that may be crude, but you know it's a feel-good thing. It was, a, it, honestly, when I was thinking of this one, it was a toss-up between the first pee of the morning or the first fart of the morning. But in the end, I, oh my God, I am a child. I laughed at fart, but I in the end, I went with the first pee of the morning because we all pee first thing in the morning, but maybe you don't fart first thing. So I wanted to be inclusive because when you wake up and you have that pressure going on down there that's been building all night and you walk to the washroom and you clear yesterday's junk out of the way, that feeling is such a nice relief. Maybe you let out a little solid exhale and you start the rest of your day empty and ready to take on any task at hand. Because if you think about it, that first pee of the morning and maybe first fart, both of those are really feel-good things. All right, my friend, that is just about it for our time together today. Almost done, but not, not done yet. The sun is up for like another two hours, so I'm going to take Sam outside for a walk before he starts pawing at me out of frustration. And we're going to enjoy the sunshine because we get so little of it this time of year. So let's wrap this up, shall we? Change can be a scary friggin' thing, especially when that change happens in front of other people. But sometimes, when that gut feeling becomes so strong and so consistent, we have no choice but to take that leap of faith. And the irony is that most good things come when we make that change and we finally start taking action. This is your life, and you deserve to make it work for you. And don't let the doubt or the apprehension or the real or oftentimes imaginary opinions of other people stop you. As always, if you are enjoying the show, it would mean a lot to me if you share this show on social media. And if you do, please tag me at it's Kyle B so I can repost or leave a five-star rating or review. It really does mean a lot to me. So thank you. I hope you have a wonderful day ahead. And if you were looking for, you know, that sign to take that step or make that call or make that change, Maybe this is it. So go make good memories, and I will see you next time on Feel Goodery. And now for the legal stuff. The information provided in this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not a substitute for professional medical advice. Please always consult with your healthcare provider.